You're listening to the New Life Church Sunday Morning Podcast. We're a family of believers in Anderson, Missouri, that want to experience God in a real way, both inside and outside the walls of a building. For more Sunday messages, upcoming events, or to get in touch, visit new-life-church.net. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Um, Thank you for everybody that's here right now, and thank you um, just for this opportunity. Um, I just ask that uh, as we go through this lesson, um, that you help me to speak clearly and concisely, um, and just relay all the information that you would have me relay to everybody today, Um, and really just not so that I can take credit, but for um, just so that we can all use this in our lives um, to be better followers of you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so uh, a couple words of warning. I did not eat breakfast this morning, so I might pass out. And two, uh, I did not use the restroom this morning, so I might just be a little bit more mobile than I might usually be, okay? Um, So I'm Khalif. Uh, If you guys don't know me, uh, I um, help to uh, run Radiate with my wife Dallas, which is, she's over there, she's back there. Um, with my wife Dallas, Gary Wasson, Curtis and Kevin, they're back there. Gary is around here somewhere. Um, so if you are in Radiate, will you please raise your hand? Thank you. We got some people. Okay. If you are in Radiate, will you please stand up? Okay. Doing great. Okay. Now, if you're, if you're in Radiate, will you please come to the front? No, I'm just kidding. I actually have that in my notes, but uh, luckily my whole family decided to show up. Uh, So you guys can't actually come to the front row, so give them a handshake later. Um, But seriously, y'all, like, Radiate, I need y'all's support up here, so please laugh at my jokes, um, whichever they are, um, because this is big church. This is a big deal, okay? Um, So a lot of us are going to travel to Tulsa today for a few hours of loud music. Uh, It's awesome, okay? Usually Red is at Winter Jam, uh, and they have, like, fire and stuff, and it's, like, Dallas' favorite band, uh, as she shakes her head no. Um, But uh, luckily for her, they are not going to be there this week. But most importantly, we are going there to visit Quick Trip. I believe I have a picture. There it is. Okay, so last week, remember, last week when I was doing announcements, I think that this is like an exponential scale for like um, my rise in like global domination because last week I did announcements. Now I'm leading the service. Probably next week I'll be the governor of Missouri or something. But um, this was actually the photo that Quick Trip, the Quick Trip account liked on Instagram. So we're BFFs. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I peaked early, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so today is actually going to be a little message on the history of Quick Trip and really how it relates to the Bible, okay? Also a joke, not true. Um, okay, can you, I, I'm going to look at that like the entire time, so would you mind to take that off of the screen? Thank you. Because it just makes me so happy. Okay, so I'm actually going to be talking to you today about love, okay? So the title of this message is, someone help me out here. Thank you. What did I say? Oh, yeah. What we got if we don't got love? What do we have, uh, for those of you who aren't as ethnically as inclined, uh, what do we have if we do not have love, okay? Um, and uh, so Valent- and I was kind of inspired, you know, I actually, I've been wanting to talk about love for a long time. Love is something that's really near and dear to me. Um, but it just so happens that Valentine's Day is this week. Okay, so uh, who's excited? There are some people out there. Who just found out that Valentine's Day is this week and is now like panicking? Yeah, we got some people. 
Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm super excited. You know, I thought that I would kind of hit you um, with a lovey-dovey message, you know, for Valentine's Day. Even though Valentine's Day is just um, a made-up holiday by Hallmark to sell cards uh, like Boxing Day, um, National Card Giving, get, Giving Day, or your birthday, okay? Um, so I think that, uh, and for those of you single Pringles out in the audience, like, don't worry, it's okay. This type of love is actually going to be love that you can apply to everyone, not just uh, the people um, that you really like or whatever. Um, okay, so here's the problem with love, okay? Love is complicated. It is very, it's very difficult to understand. It's not like one, like you can be happy, you can be sad, you can't be love. Like love is like everything, like you guys, have you guys seen the movie Inside Out? Like I'm a Disney kid, so like that is, I, I've seen every Disney movie. Um, I tried to take my nieces and nephews to the movie theaters so I would have an excuse um, when I was older. Now they're old, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but uh, it's like love involves every single one of those emotions, right? Um, and what's really interesting is uh, back in the day, like the Greeks, they knew this too. They had actually six different words to describe different types of love. Um, and so, and actually three of them made it into the New Testament. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, I just want to give you kind of a quick recap of my life so you can know where I'm at. If you guys don't know me very well, um, that way you can just kind of know who's kind of talking to you. So, long story short, I was adopted when I was three days old by a white family. So that has um, already, like, um, like four days into it, uh, that contributed to a lot of really interesting parts of my life, and it has ever since. Um, and it's been awesome so far. I have three sisters. Um, they're all 10 plus years older than me, right? You're nine. nine. 10 sounds better, so that's why. They're also all like right here, so except for one of them. Um, and uh, it's really interesting. You know, I have a mom, I have a dad, um, I have an aunt that's right there, I have another aunt that's back there. Uh, and they're awesome. Some of them, like I said, they're all right here. They came to embarrass me, so I'm going to embarrass them by pointing them out. Um, no, but seriously, like, I love them. If we, can you go to the first picture? So this is me, a man of the woods, man of the woods, Khalif Steele. No, probably the most I've ever been outside in my entire life. I think I cut that tree down with, like, my foot or something. Um, but yeah, so that's how cute I was as a kid. Look at me now. I don't know what happened. Something got lost in translation, but um, go ahead and go to the next one. So this is my uh, middle sister, Heidi. Um, and so, like I said, they're all like nine or nine or nine years older than me, at least nine years older than me. So uh, I was kind of growing up while they were going through high school. I was really young. Um, so this is Heidi, and I don't I I don't know why I made that face. Maybe I didn't know that there was a picture about to be taken. Um, yeah, this was before digital cameras, so you can like go back and preview. Like, oh, let's try again. Um, okay, next one. Okay, so this is my sister Audrey, who is not here today. Um, she's my oldest sister. Um, and once again, I don't know why I was making that face, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring that hairstyle back. So just look out for that. Uh, next one. Okay, and then this is my sister Cassie. She's over here. Um, she's the one who is least likely to be embarrassed when being pointed out in front of a crowd. Um, but yeah, so you can kind of see, like, as I was getting older, like, my sisters were, like, haven't aged a day, basically. But I've obviously changed from uh, that into this. Like, the only difference between that and this is really facial hair, and honestly, like that made a huge difference. Like, just I try not to pay attention to that person. 
Um, so, like I said, uh, you can take that one off now, too. I think that was all of them. So when it comes to love, um, like I said, it can be really confusing. And if you don't believe me, um, just trust me. I mean, trust me. I should know. I had three sisters, like I said, who were growing up um, while I was growing up. They were all nine or ten years older than me. But they experienced the different types of love, um, as you can imagine, a teenage girl would, um, both through, um, like, their regular day-to-day lives in high school um, but also through um, movies. Um, so, and movies specifically that they would make me watch with them. Uh, so, Steel Magnolias, you know, Father of the Bride, um, my best friend's wedding, my big fat Greek wedding. Basically, if it had the word wedding in it, I watched it, or it was forced to watch it, okay? Um, okay, so if you still aren't convinced, like, let me give you another example. So, um, early on in uh, Dallas and I's relationship, uh, we would chat on MySpace. Does anybody remember MySpace? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for everyone who's under the, uh, under the age of like 18, MySpace was basically Facebook, but less cool. Um, but you could also like have your own music on there. It was kind of cool. Um, but so Dallas and I were chatting on MySpace because I wasn't old enough to get a Facebook yet. Um, and uh, it was like 2 in the morning, okay? And so we were all talking and um, talking about how much we like each other. We never actually said the words love, but we were talking about how much we like each other and all this stuff. And, uh, I, you know, I was, I was like, okay, I've been waiting to pull this one for a while. And I'm, I'm like, I finally got it. We're it's 2 o'clock in the morning. All my inhibitions are gone. I need to go to sleep. I got school in the morning, but whatever. I'm just going to say it, okay? Here's what I said. I said, what is your definition of love? Which is basically like, I'm still kind of trying to feel it out. I'm not saying I love you, but I just want to see if what, what you would say would match up with what I would say, and then we could love each other. <laughs> um, there's my mom. Hi, mom. Yeah. I'm glad she's here. Um, no, but okay, so I'm like, I'm like, finally, maybe this is my chance. Um, and so she puts together some, some sort of thing that I honestly wasn't paying attention to because I was really just focused on my answer. Um, and so she types it out, and like you can see like the little dots going, and as the dots are going, I'm like trying to think, like, okay, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say. Um, and, you know, I, I, so while she was typing, I was mentally preparing like this emotional haymaker that's going to be like, oh, this will definitely win her over. Um, and, you know, I, I, after, like I said, she said something, and then I was like, okay, here we go. I told her, my definition of love is whenever you put someone else's wants and needs above your own. And okay, so like I think I was like 14 or 15 at the time. I don't know where that came from, honestly. Like I don't know if it came from my mom. I don't know if it came from like a random Google search. Like I don't know, but whatever it was, it just like really resonated with me. Um, and you know, while I think that's a good definition, I think it's kind of open-ended. Like if I let this dude who's like um, really driving really recklessly. See, I let him cut in front of me um, just because he wants to. I'm technically putting my want, his wants above my own. Um, but does that mean I really love him? I don't know. I'll let you decide. Um, but so let's, let's actually take a step back and see what the Bible has to say about this. Um, because I think, you know, as good as Steve Martin or like Julia Roberts or, you know, Yahoo Answers can tell us, I think that the Bible is a little bit better um, at describing what love is. So um, I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 for most of the day. So if you aren't there, get there. If, you're not, if you don't have your Bible, I'm sorry, I'm still in like uh, youth leader mode. So I was about to chastise you for not bringing your Bible, but 
you are adults. You can do whatever you want. Um, so, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, it's important to know like the context of what's going on here. Paul is actually writing a letter to the Corinthians, and in chapter 12, um, you know, the Corinthians are super, super obsessed with this idea of spiritual gifts, okay? So, um, they are concerned, like, it's kind of developed rivalries in the town of Corinth. Um, it has, um, has kind of separated, like, classes, like some people have, be- have better spiritual gifts, some people have lower ones. Um, and so, like, what I could imagine is, like, Paul is hearing all this, they're like, yo, Paul, Paul, uh, please, I need you to answer this one question. You know, I, I, I think that my spiritual gift is mercy, which is really good because it means, like, I can help people and stuff. But, you know, uh, Jim down in accounting, uh, he, has, he has the spiritual gift of miracle working. And I would really, you know, can I do that? Like, I would really like to be a miracle worker. Like, I'm, I'm cool with, like, being nice to people and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm a merciful dude. But can I just, can I just get, get some of those miracles? Or, you know, um, maybe someone is like, uh, Hey, Paul, um, you know, my spiritual gift is governing. Um, does that mean that I'm not as good of a Christian as the guy whose spiritual gift is prophecy? Um, like, how can I, is there like a YouTube video I can watch so I can learn how to prophesize things? Because I think that'd be really cool. Um, so in the previous chapter, chapter 12, um, Paul actually goes back into this, and he kind of humors them. He's like, okay, I'll give you that. Here is... Here are, here's like a breakdown on all these spiritual gifts, okay? Um, but in chapter 13, that's when Paul is like, okay, I've laid this all out for you, but it doesn't really matter unless you know how to love correctly. So um, here we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Um, so now stop me, like, stop me if you've heard these verses before, okay? I think that they are um, read before every Christian wedding ceremony, um, even mine, so like, that's completely cool. Uh, I think that they are, like, if you walk down ho- the aisles of Hobby Lobby, like, basically everywhere on, in each aisle, you will see this verse, this reference, like you'll, you'll be walking, you'll look over and like somehow they have it like spelled out in strands of fake ivy. Like I don't even know how. But, um, and I'm pretty sure that they even like before like the national anthem at baseball games sometimes, they read this, I don't know. But so um, I'm pretty, but I think that their presence in our day-to-day interactions with others, especially in our marriages, um, is incredibly helpful. So um, Paul places this here because he's trying to make a point. Love has to be our foundation. Um, so what is love? What isn't love? Um, that's, what we're kinda be, that's what we'll be talking a little bit about today. It, all says it, it says it all right here, like what it is, what it is not. Um, but I think it's important to know that um, I don't believe that pretending to be patient or um, pretending to be kind is really that genuine kind of love. It has to be genuine. Um, so can we just like, do a quick little exercise? This is kind of a little tangent, but I just want to do a quick little exercise. Not a physical exercise thankfully for me, uh, but um, so I just want to do a really quick exercise. I'm going to say something. I'm going to ask what the opposite of this thing is, and I need you to tell me, okay? Okay. Ready? Okay. The opposite of up is, okay, good job. The opposite of red is, 
Mm, close. It's actually green, but you guys, you'll work on your color theory. It's okay. Uh, okay, the opposite of stop is, okay. The opposite of hot is, okay. The opposite of love is, uh, that's where you're wrong again, my friends. Okay, so the opposite of love is actually indifference. Okay, it's not caring, like not having any ability to care at all. Um, and so, I mean, just think about it. Like if someone or something is in your headspace, you are thinking about it. It is something that is, has a portion of your heart, regardless of if you would designate that as love or hate or whatever. Like it has a portion of your heart. But if you, something, if you don't care about something, then it's not there at all. Um, so like if you see someone who needs help and you just keep walking, um, do you think that's love? Or maybe if you see someone that needs to talk to you um, and you're like, oh, actually, uh, I got to hang up really quick. Uh, uh, my show's coming on. And it's like on Netflix, so you can pause it or uh, like watch it later or whatever. Like, I feel like that, that type of stuff feels like the opposite of love to me. Um, but anyway, like I said, that's a little tangent, so we'll get back on track. Uh, so remember uh, how I said the New Testament actually has three different um, words for love in the original Greek? Okay. So uh, here they are. The first one is storge. It's like stork, um, but not really, honestly. Like, honest, like, I don't know what was up with the Greeks and their like, spellings and pronunciations, but this one is storge. Um, and it's actually typically used to describe the relationships in a family. So like between a brother and a sister, a mom and a daughter. Um, it's not used very often in the New Testament, but it's there, so I had to include it. Um, next is phileo, uh, and phileo is a little bit more in-depth, okay? It's more of a, an affectionate type of love. Um, it's the type of love that is grown in fondness. Um, it's often shared between best friends. Um, so, pop quiz, really quick. Um, the city of Philadelphia is often called the city of brotherly love. Okay, Philadelphia actually literally translates to brotherly love, so... I don't know if it's like a, a good job on the, on the part of the people who made Philadelphia or just like a laziness by the Greeks. I don't know. But I think that's kind of cool. Um, and so that's part of your Greek lesson uh, test on Wednesday. You guys got it? Okay. The love um, Paul is actually describing in this passage is agape. Um, and this is uh, almost everybody I would assume has heard of this. It's a, really, it's a really popular type of love in the Bible. It's actually one of the um, least, least used Greek words to describe love. Um, so it's kind of interesting that it, it is really found a lot in the Bible. Um, and so this is like the highest and the noblest kind of love. It's like otherworldly love. Um, a lot of people describe it as the type of love that God has for us, um, which I think is really cool. Like the, the, the type of love that is described most in the Bible is the type of love that God has for us. So like whenever you see love, uh, is probably more, more times than not related to that, um, the stuff that God has for us. Um, and, you know, I think that's really cool. So um, now that we got all of our Greek out of the way, um, how can we love the way that God intended us to? Um, and specifically, how can we love um, God um, in the way that he intended us to? In Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 26, Jesus actually says this. He says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. 
What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? You know, we, we often spend way too much time worrying about ourselves. We um, focus on what we have, what we don't have, um, what we want. Um, and, you know, we have to deny ourselves. We have to carry our cross and follow God every single day. We have to say, God, I choose you. I choose you. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my mortgage this month, but I choose you. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get to work, but I choose you. I don't know if I'm going to have any, any friends after I leave the group I'm palling around with, but I choose you no matter what. Um, that is the same, um, like that same thing goes for loving others. If we want to love others properly, um, we just need to look and see what God says about that. Um, so in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 47, um, it says this. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, which is fair, right? I mean, that's what we're taught as humans. Um, but it goes on to say, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Who here has prayed for those who persecute you? I'm not, I'm, it's okay, like, you, <laughs> you don't have to raise your hands. Like, I probably, honestly, that's, that's just at least not my first choice, right? Uh, and so, um, going on, sorry, that you may be, fa- be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. Um, and so, yeah, going on here, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Shout out. Uh, and if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? I think this could actually be kind of like a cool rap, but I'm not going to do that today. Um, but seriously, like, if we are only loving the people who love us, like, what, how is that showing God's love? Um, if, we are only, if we are only greeting people that we are familiar with, um, how is that showing God's love? They already probably know that we're Christians. They already, I mean, all the people here know that we're Christians. If we're only talking to us, the people in this room, like, how is that showing God's love to everybody? That's just something to think about. Um, and, you know, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You know, the, the Corinthians really got caught up in that idea of self-centeredness. Um, and really, they may have felt, like, threatened or maybe put down by those who had different spiritual gifts than they did. Um, and, you know, they had to, they really had to step back after Paul wrote this and be like, you know, I have to sacrifice the things that I want. Maybe instead of wanting um, a different spiritual gift or instead of wanting a new car or a new, a new set of sandals, I don't know. Instead of taking all that stuff, you have to take a step back and say, um... I have to sacrifice my wants and my needs for other people. Um, And that's really what God's getting at. Like, that is exactly what Jesus did for us. He sacrificed his life for us on the cross. And that's, that's like, that's, (laughs) I can't even explain. Like, I'm not to the point in my relationship with God where I would, um, like, give my life up for a complete stranger. But that is what God did for us. That's what Jesus did for us. Um, and so, now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you're thinking of somebody that you can love more. I mean, there are tons of people out there that we are currently struggling with, people that we are, um, that get on our nerves, people that um, we just don't understand why they act the way that they do. Um, but I just want to give you encouragement. Um, you know, how can you love them in the same way that Jesus loves? Um, you guys remember, like, WWJD? I haven't honestly seen, seen that around for a while, but when I was growing up, like, uh, back in the day, in like 1998, 
Uh, there was a, uh, <laughs> like, it was back when, like, the rubber bracelets, like, started getting popular, and so, like, everybody had them. Uh, like, you could look around and, like, go to, go to the pound or something, and there'd be, like, a Boston Terrier with a WWJD <laughs> bracelet on. Uh, and it's really, it's really interesting because, like, as silly as that could have been, I mean, I'm sure that it was super real for some people. I just wanted the bracelet, honestly. Uh, but, like, that, that still kind of, that resonated with me, and it still kind of stuck with me. Like, I find myself asking myself, like, WWJD, like, what would Jesus do? Like, how, whenever I'm faced with a situation where I don't know how to react, how, how to interact with this person, whatever it is, I just ask myself, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus, how would Jesus love this person? How would Jesus um, talk to this person? What would Jesus say? Um, you know, how would Jesus react in this situation? How would Jesus love? And, you know, Paul knew that the Corinthians worrying about their out, outward appearance was something that was dangerous. You know, he, he went back and, you know, uh, lined out everything in the spiritual gifts column. Like, this is, sure, you're, you're concerned about that. I'll help you out. But here's what you also need to hear. Um, and so before verses 4 through 7, he actually says this, just to kind of get them on the right mindset. He says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clinging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have, have, but not, have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. I think that's awesome. Like, that's such a, a cool way to look at it. And, like, because, like, we are, as Christians, I feel like we are interested in being used by God. And so we, we find spiritual gifts as a way to do that. Like, if I'm using my spiritual gift, then... Um, like, I'm following God. But that's not always the case. You can use your spiritual gift. Like, you can be good at talking in front of people. You can be good at helping people. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are using that gift in the way that God wants you to. Um, and so a good foundation for that is love. That's what, I'm that's, what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to say here. That's what I'm trying to get out. Um, so if I, basically, you can put, if I do blank but not, do not have love, I'm nothing. And so I don't know what you guys have in your blanks up there, um, but I just want you to think about that. Like, think about what are you doing without love? What are you doing with indifference? What are you doing with um, maybe even straight up hate? What are you doing in that blank? Um, I just want to, I, I'm really just thankful for God for providing these new mercies like every single day because like I, if, I will be the first to tell you like I do so many things without love every single day. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys, like, whatever that blank is to you, I just want you to nip that in the bud today. I don't want you to let it go a, a second longer growing and festering. I want you to get that done and taken care of today. Um, you know, some, sometimes it's things that are easy. Sometimes it's things that are um, uh, quick, like quick to fix. Maybe it's just, like, being nicer to people on the phone at work or something like that. But, like, in this case, like, I just want whatever it is, even if it's difficult, I just want you guys to make a step forward to changing that today. Um, and, you know, it's important to also recognize that no matter how good you think that you are at controlling what you have um, and what you are capable of, I just want you to remember that you can't do anything without God's help. Um, and so in that, in that, all of that stuff that's going on, I just want you to remember that, like, 
if you are wanting to make a change in your life, if this has hit you and you're like, oh, I need to change something, uh, remember that you can't do this without God's help. And, but the good, thing, the good news is, is that no matter what it is, God can do it. Um, and so with that, I think that uh, I'm going to pray really quick, and then uh, we'll get out of here, I think, actually. Um, so um, if you guys will bow your heads with me, I'm going to pray. God, thank you so much just for, once again, just for this opportunity and for um, everybody who's here right now. Um, thank you for teaching us through Scripture and through our life experiences. Um, bring to light any parts of our life um, where we're not loving the way that we should, and just give us the boldness to tackle um, those problem areas that we see that you've brought out to us, um, and really just help us to stay focused on you through it all. Um, I just pray that as we exit these doors that um, we not get distracted, that we stay focused and um, stay in tune with what you have for us, um, and just help us to really embrace the idea that you have placed in the Bible and in our hearts of actual, true, genuine love. Um, just so we can take that and not, not so that we can get the credit so we can look better to other people, um, but really just so that we can let you shine through all of our interactions with everybody. Um, in your name we pray. Amen.